Yeah, so my name is Daniel Spateri. Uh, the business is called Fike, and it's just a local business where you pick up people if they're taking their car out, had too much to drink. Uh, we ride the bike over to them, fold it up, put it in the back of their car, and then drive them in their car home. Hi, I'm Adam Spencer, and welcome to Day One, the show that goes back to the very beginning to share the untold stories of incredible regional startups and entrepreneurs. Today, you're going to hear the story of Fike and Daniel Spatiri. Fike is a business that helps get you home safely. The business has grown from an idea that Daniel had that he hoped would bring some quality of life for his family, to now a growing team, currently three team members and helping to get over 1,000 people home safely every year. Daniel's vision is much larger than this though, and we'll learn all about that but for now, let's go back to day one, where this story begins. Oh, no, I just thought I was just going to work in the mine my whole life. Yeah, that, that's just where I was going with it, yeah. The story of Fike starts with Daniel being in a less than ideal place and wanting to provide a better quality of life for his family. It, it, it's a long story. But it goes back to me not liking what I was doing at the start. I've, I've been, um, you know, kind of the same job for 20 years and I was just, I just had enough of it. I was searching for something else to bring back a bit of quality of life for my family. So I pretty much went two years without really seeing my daughter. I'd wake up, go to work in the morning, come back at five in the afternoon, bring her back, cook dinner, put her to bed, it was seven o'clock, you know what I mean? And then I'd work half a day Saturday. So I pretty much didn't, and then by the time Saturday lunch comes, you're too tired to do anything. You're at work because you want to provide, you know, your family with stuff, but all they want to do is see you. And it was it was hurting, like it, I was pretty much drinking a bottle of wine a night, getting through work issues, thinking that that was quite acceptable. You know? This is a story of more than just starting a business. This is a story about a guy and his family totally reshaping their lives. There, there is a book called Useful Beliefs. Have a listen to that. Right at the end of that, they say, what do I have to do in, in one month's time to say, this is the best time of my life, are the changes you need to make today? In 12 months time for me to say, this has been the best 12 months of my life are the changes you have to make today. And it's so funny that I can say that now from 12 months ago. Daniel starts thinking about a project to take on. There were two requirements they wanted the project to fulfill. Firstly, it needed to allow him to spend more time with his family. The second need came from a conversation with his wife. Uh, I've got an insane amount of energy. Uh, my wife always says, just get the hell out of the house and go and run or go and do something, you know what I mean? So I could work all day and then have all this energy to go all night. So it was like, okay, I need to do something active. What's something active? Daniel is at a dinner party and he discovers an idea that could fulfill both requirements. Daniel and his wife want to be able to have drinks and still get their car home. Throughout the course of that conversation, someone talks about a business operating in London that provides the exact service Daniel and his wife need in that moment. 
We used to do this master chef dinner thing with a couple of uh, friends of ours and they'd put on an, an unbelievable spread and they'd have wine to go with it and one of us would always have to drive because we had the baby seat in the back and they actually said um, she does it in London. They pick you up, the two people drive so that one person picks you up in the car and they pick you up and I just thought that is brilliant. That is like a really good concept to bring to Newcastle. The business in London is a little different to what Daniel eventually decides to do. The London business uses a two-man crew, one driving the company car and the other driving the customer's car. Daniel liked the idea and wanted to bring it to Newcastle, but running a car with two people is expensive. Daniel wanted to bring the price down to make it more affordable for the customer. These things are too expensive, so I thought, well, how do you, how do you bring that cost down? To bring that cost down by being one person rider, no car, no fuel, just the bike. So then you can pass that that cost on to the consumer and, and it becomes an affordable affordable product. Daniel had his idea now, a business that he could potentially build a better lifestyle around. It was time to get started and first things first. Yeah, so the first thing I did was bought, bought the bike. Okay, bought the bike, tested it out. And, and thought, yeah, so I'd just done a couple of runs with it and I thought this is this was the go. I did three months of riding around Newcastle, timed everything. So I'd, I'd ride from here, you know, into Honeysuckle, fold the bike up, put, me, put it in the car, pretend I was talking to people on the way, drop the car off, pull it out, pay, ride back here, timed everything. Timed every single location and worked out a formula to go into the app. Before Daniel went all in on the project, he asked around to get the reaction of family and friends. Well, it's funny. It's funny because a lot of family and close people would just said no, no good. And I still, I thought it was genius. I thought it was unbelievable. And then I finally, one of my mates finally said, that is genius. And I think that was the final trigger for me to say, I'm going to give this a crack, you know. And um, I think once I set my mind to it, it was, it was going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I went, I went all in and, and had a crack. Daniel now has the idea and an electric bike that allows him to ride to the customer's location. It's a foldable bike which allows him to fold it up and place it in the boot of the customer's vehicle. And then, because it's a one-man crew, he's able to pass the reduced cost onto the customer. He has mapped out a variety of different runs around Newcastle, timed and measured those runs to build an algorithm for an app. But before the business officially launches, the business needs a name. Uh, it, it was hard. That was a three-month process to come up with, with Fike, the name. Uh, I had my, my first name, Daniel, my wife's name, Jackie, and my daughter's name, Florabella. So it was going to be DJF. Okay. You know, I was, just, I was playing with, with initials, and, and I've actually got my book in there with all the names I, I'd come up with. And the last one I came up with was... Um, I drew inspiration on, on a name that sticks out, um, you know, like Uber. It's, it's, a, it's a weird name. It's not, you know, no one really knows what it is. Yeah. What is it? So the question is, what is it? Well, that's, that's, you've got someone engaged straight away. So that's what I wanted. I wanted something completely different from the norm. So, you know, when we look, so it's not um, you drink, we drive. You know what I mean? I, I wanted it just completely different. So it had its own brand. And uh, so I come up with like Fike, F, like foldable bike. So it was F-I-K-E. Yep. I wanted four letters, short, sharp. It looked okay. good on the back of that. And um, 
my wife came home and she just said, nah, nah, I don't like it. And she's like, you've got to add something into it. It just looks like Nike. It looks, kind of, it looks too similar to that. And then I was just like, oh, okay, well, she's like, why don't you put an F and E in there? And I was just like, foldable electric, foldable, it works. So it was foldable electric bike, but you drop the B. And that's where I come up with bike. A lot of people call it Fiecki, but it's bike. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I thought it... He had the bike. He had the name. He had the app. Now it was time to get the name out there. Yeah, so it was a process. Um, I did a video with a guy, Dave Fulham. We spent, we spent a bit of time on, on producing this minute and a half video. And then I just pushed hard on, on social media with that around Newcastle. And then I also did the drop off. So I went to every pub in Newcastle with flyers and spoke to every bar manager and, and uh, you know, went to all the lawyers, went to accountants, went to uh, real estate agents, so just walking streets with flyers and just walking in and telling people, this is the new service. Selling your idea is hard. It can be a tricky thing because you don't want to just spam people. But Daniel approached it in a very clever way by focusing on how he could help other businesses, which would help him get over the awkwardness of giving a sales pitch. Oh, of course it's awkward because why does anyone want to talk to you? Like, why does anyone want to really help you? But the people are amazing. They really were, the pub owners were so cool because I kind of approached it in a way that your customers can drink more. They don't have to say, I'm only having one and going home because I've got my car here. You can actually promote, well, you can have more because we can offer this service that's going to get you and your car home. So it was a bit of a, yeah, you have to help. You can't just go in there and say, oh, do this for me because no one wants to, why does anyone want to put any time and effort into your business? So, yeah, that was the approach I, I kind of had with it and they were all amazing, yeah. So what's next for Fike? Daniel is doubling down on Newcastle, increasing his marketing budget, implementing new strategies and studying what is working and what isn't. The vision is to franchise the business, to be able to help as many people get home safely that he and Fike can. But one thing is for sure, Daniel's attitude really inspires me and I have no doubt that Fike is in good hands. Again, it goes back to just learning. You, you can go, you can say whatever you want, but I, I need to just bog down and have a go for, you know, it might be two or three years. You, don't, you, don't, you never know, but you need it because it's my first business. I'd have no idea. I, I don't know what, I don't know what's meant. I have no data. I, I collect data for every single ride, the time, the place, the, the age of the person, whether the family, you know, all that kind of information so I can actually build on where the market, you know, where's the market going, which direction is it heading. Newcastle's going well. I've set the business up now that I'm ready to go. Uh, Australia-wide. So now the app's ready to go. I've got my rider um, website. One of the big takeaways that I personally had from speaking with Daniel, as I mentioned, is his attitude, his mindset. And mindset is a massive part of any founder's story because it can be really tough. It can be a very lonely journey and sometimes it can get the better of you if you aren't prepared for the hard times. Well, I'm a massive believer in, in failing. I believe that you shouldn't just be gifted these things, you know, and, and you get help to do things, you get help to do that, you get help to do that. I believe you should try it, fail at it, learn, 
and then you'll grow. So you might go backwards 20 steps, not just one step. You might just keep failing, keep failing. When I fail, I actually get excited now because I know I'm going to learn something. And that goes right back to my apprenticeship days and, and you know, tradesmen's telling me never, ever worry about stuffing up because then you learn. If you go through not failing, you haven't learned anything because you're just copying what everyone else is doing. At the start of this episode, we spoke about a guy completely overhauling his life. Daniel has done that. Failure doesn't hurt. You know, look, that's, that's my, my new mindset, which all shifted 18 months ago, 12 months ago, is its perspective on life, and that is completely different. This isn't just a story, as I mentioned, of someone starting a business from nothing. This is a story about life about a man reshaping his life, where business is just a vehicle to live the life he wants for himself and his family. I was searching for something else to bring back a bit of quality of life for my family. So I pretty much went two years without really seeing my daughter. And Daniel is well on his way to creating that life. That's where Fike's going. Fike's going wherever I want it to go. If it fails, it's because of me. If it gets big, it's because of me. You just got to own whatever, whatever path it is. But you do your path that keeps you happy. You know the the work-life balance I've got happening at the moment, where I go to work at seven o'clock at night when my daughter's going to bed. I get up in the morning. I can be with them. I'm with them all day on the weekends, and I just work in the night. You know, in the evening. So it's not. I've picked up like four extra days with my family during the day. So it's it's big for me. Yeah. Next time on the show, Jade Ryan from Cake Server. Cake Server allows customers to create and modify their cake. And Cake Server creates a 3D model which then goes out to bakers in the local area. You can be the biggest, juiciest, plumpest peach and there'll still be some guy that doesn't want peaches. We are not going to appeal to everyone and we've got to accept that and it's not a dig at us, it's just, it's not for everybody. Thank you for listening to the story of Fike and Daniel Spatiri. I hope you enjoyed it. And everything that was mentioned in the episode today is on the show notes page on welcometodayone.com. Ratings and reviews are the lifeblood of podcasts. They help more people discover our stories. You can rate the show on most podcast platforms by going to ratedayone.com. That's ratedayone.com to leave us a rating. If it's not too much trouble, I would really appreciate you doing that if you have a moment. Thank you. And thank you so much for giving this episode of Welcome to Day One your attention. I really appreciate it. This episode was created by me, Adam Spencer, and Andy Jones. Interviews conducted by me, Adam Spencer, and a big thank you to Daniel Spatiri for taking the time and being involved. The script was written by me, Adam Spencer, and Andy Jones. Music by Lee Rosevere. Full attribution on our website at welcometodayone.com. This episode was produced by me, Adam Spencer, and mixed by Andy Jones. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.